Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. This episode is proudly brought to you by The Purist Collection, a luxury naturopath-formulated skin, body, and lifestyle brand, supporting you with herbal medicine, flower aroma, and crystal therapy, because what you put on your body is just as important as what you put in it. Available online at thepuristcollection.com. That's the with purist, P-U-R-I-S-T, collection.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode eight, Quantum Manifestation with Lauren Trillin. Lauren is a human consciousness and mindset expert and life purpose alchemist. Her background is as a serial entrepreneur and lawyer with a science of human behavior. Lauren's mission is to give you the tools to discover your purpose, master your mindset, raise your consciousness, and help you to manifest an incredible life, business, and career. We had such a powerful chat with Lauren and such an empowering conversation around manifestation and the journey of manifestation and the journey of our lives as the main characters. Yeah, as the hero. Yeah, yeah, we are the main character of our life and we get to choose how we want to live our life and we get to manifest that as a, as a reflection of that, that self-responsibility and self-worth and self-love. Yeah, being the creators mm. of our reality mm. and the empowerment of that yeah. and taking that responsibility. Yeah, and we talked a lot about that, Tara, in episode three that we did on self-love and self-care. Mm. And I think there's a lot of themes that flowed through the, that episode into this episode as well, which is really cool. Yeah, because that manifestation process is really, you know, about self-mastery. Absolutely. We need to understand and know ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And not only does manifestation and self-mastery play into our own story and our own journeys, but then also that of the greater collective mm. and um, really playing into that collective consciousness as well, which I think is really powerful. Yeah. And Lauren's work is incredible. I She was actually my first coach. Yeah, cool. And I was heavily in corporate at the time and I invested uh in that and I didn't know where that was going to lead me I thought I was just going to get a strategy but it was uh, really about my my mindset and about clearing clearing old outdated beliefs mm. um, and yeah so it was incredible working with her which is why I really wanted her to to come on this podcast to share her wisdom and I think she does it in a really unique way yeah absolutely agree and I think that your work with Lauren Tara was such a big part of your quantum leap and Lauren does talk a lot about that in this episode and quantum leaps and how we can make them uh, which is really cool yeah so enjoy fellow witch Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. We're so excited to have you here. We want to start off with what is your sun sign and your rising sign? 
Oh my gosh, ladies, I have no idea. <laughs> That's okay, because I already know totally what they prepared. are. Yeah, luckily, <laughs> please let me know. <laughs> um, so in Vedic, which is the system that I work with, um, you are Sun Taurus, which I can really see. Um, you know, you like to have that home environment that is really um, luxurious, it's ruled by, you know, Venus. And then your rising sign uh, or your ascendant sign is Aries. So that fire sign. And I can so see that. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah. It's so and fun. Lauren, do you know your human design? That, that I do. Right. <laughs> I'm a manifesting generator. Amazing. Yes. I can so see that. So Lauren would really love to know how you have gotten to where you are right now. Like what has this journey been? How has it unfolded? Um, you can make this as detailed or as a broad overview, whatever you feel called to share. So I've come to call the journey that we go on um, of late as the quest that we have, the personal quest. Okay. And it's a, for us as humans, it's a series of initiations that we go through and the reins of fire that we have to experience, overcome the adversaries, come out of all the peaks and the troughs in order to like get to where we're going. And so for me, it's been, I feel like I've lived four lifetimes already in many respects. Like I grew up in Perth, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then because of a series of life events, I had to leave the village and the village being Perth as I saw it. And I headed off to Sydney and found myself and found my purpose there. And then I feel like my life has been this journey of picking up these missing pieces of my life as part of this treasure hunt and then somehow pulling all of it together and building on it over and over again. So life's taken me from Perth to Sydney to Melbourne to LA. It's brought me back from LA, which was an interesting story that was not my doing. Um, but I really learned to just surrender to the adventure of life and how life wants to be lived through me. And it's been pretty amazing so far. Mm, I love That's that. Awesome. And you've been speaking a lot about lately the reality that we're currently in and how we've needed to mm. go through these, I guess, rock bottoms or these um, up levelings and they normally can look like, uh, like our life really restarting. And so I'd love you to speak to what in the Vedas we really call the Maya, which is known as the illusion um, mm. and our self-ignorance and yeah can you speak to the that process of up leveling and and why you think that the soul needs to go through it yeah yes absolutely so I see this from two perspectives and I can talk I can speak to both of them if we talk about it from the initiation standpoint if you look at human history we've always gone through some form of initiation ceremony at various points in our life when we were moving from being a maiden to womanhood from a young boy to a young knight we have had those facilitated for us by our tribe and these initiations are a necessary part of the literal like death and rebirth that we go through throughout our life and in the past these would usually be accompanied by a lot of pain and so it's one of those things that we have phased out for ourselves culturally, especially in Western civilization, and we've lost the art form and the understanding of why these are necessary. It's only when you 
literally die, can you find yourself and be born again? And so, you know, there are, there are many cultures and beliefs that talk about having to be, to die a second time and to be born a second time in this lifetime in order to truly understand what it is to live. And so I went through one of those initiations and the beauty in that, and this happened 10 years ago to the day, was that I started to see that there was these other aspects to reality, that everything wasn't just physical form and that Maya and that illusion that we speak of has been something that I've been working on in cultivating over the course of the last 10 years. Our intuition has told us many things from the moment that we were born, but we've lost the subtle art of being discerning and spiritually discerning at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so what we're seeing at the moment is a massive veil being lifted from our eyes collectively and individually. And because we haven't really been here before, it's confusing as to like, what is going on? Why am I witnessing so much darkness? Why does the world not make sense to me? Why do all the rules that I have for this reality all of a sudden, why have they gone out the window? And so this is very much what's happening at the moment. And the truth is that like physical reality and normal reality doesn't give us a manual as to how to understand this. So there is a massive shift in consciousness happening at the moment. And we're really seeing like a lot of this spiritual work come to the forefront. We're going back to ancient texts because they've been telling us this our whole life. Yes. And this is a fantastic opportunity for us to start to bring that ancient wisdom through to a public that is so unfamiliar with this. They have no idea what to grab a hold of at the moment. Yes, mm -hmm. I love that you speak to this um, lifting the veil of illusion and that yeah. kind of spiritual sleepwalking and needing that. I think what's been happening is a lot of this bypassing in the way of distraction. And I know that you went through this, like you said, 10 years ago, and it was really, um, you know, changed your whole world and all your beliefs at that stage would have been, you know, shifted and um, crumbled. And the ability to sit in that and work through it. And I feel like on a collective level that is, that is happening right now, um, but it's like, we've got so many distractions in the way that is stopping us from looking, turning inward and we're turning outwards and trying to grab onto these, um, things that like, uh, we can't grab onto. And so I'd love you to speak to how I feel that it's harder now in, in this modern day um, with all these distractions, how we, how we stay connected to our purpose and how we stay connected to ourself without, you know, reaching for that glass of wine or the social media. Yeah. Beautiful. So there's a few aspects to this. The first part is the becoming actually conscious. So moving out of unconsciousness to becoming conscious that these things are happening in the first place. And most of us have an awareness that maybe we spend a bit too much time on social media, but do we actually realize that we have an addiction to it, that we're addicted to numbing ourselves, that we're addicted to scarcity and lack and our fears and our stories and everything else. And so I've come to kind of see this as addictions that we have had that are somehow socially acceptable. Now, if we pull from ancient wisdom again, Plato's allegory of the cave is like one of my favorite ways of being able to see this and, and understand and conceptualize what this is because everything that we're seeing in our reality, everything that's being psychically driven to us in the news, in the media, pumped through these black scrying mirrors into our reality, into our homes, 
is all an attempt to distract us from going inwards. So it's the puppetry on the cave wall that we are so mesmerized by. And, you know, most of humanity is currently in a trance. I talked about this on my IG Live the other day. They're in a trance state and they haven't even woken up from the dream yet. Mm. And so if we can start to unhook ourselves from these this puppetry, the drama of the external world, the stories that are being told to us, what's being pumped to us through social media, media, all of that, we need to become conscious that this is happening, start to unplug ourselves from it and create pockets of space in our life where we do not allow that information to infiltrate. So if we, can we talk a little bit about dark magic? Mm. Yes. Can we go well, there? Oh, right, yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Witches being witches for sure. <laughs> totally, totally. Like I've been fascinated by how the dark arts operate because I think much of it is genius. In order to understand the rules of the game, I go delve into the darkness because they have a lot more information than we do. Mm. And so I like to go in there and understand how they operate. And it's largely through the use of symbolism and imagery and memes. Carl Jung talks about this. Mm. And so even if we take the example of the masking, if, if we weren't seeing people wearing these every single day, if we didn't see the signs, if we didn't see the QR codes that are symbols, if we didn't see any of that, we would not know, most of us around the world, what was currently unfolding on Earth. Mm. And so all of this use of like symbolism and imagery is now even moving beyond just the television set and they're putting physical visuals of it in our reality so that we cannot escape the narrative that, they, that we want to escape from. And so my task has been to like consciously unplug from all of these narratives and to create space to create white space in my life, white noise in my life, so that I can create enough silence for my own personal energy field and my universe that I'm here cultivating and creating, which we all are, to be able to come to the forefront. And then once we have enough time and space, as you know, creation whispers to us. Life drops ideas in for us and it tells us, this is the next thing I need you to go do. This is that thing that I want you to go sign up for, I want you to go speak to this person, I want you to go walk down this path. And all of that requires space and quiet. When when this is feeling heavy in the collective energy, how can we as individuals take our own responsibility for, I guess, influencing the collective? Like yes. it's not our responsibility to to shift others or to um, change their beliefs, but how can we take that personal responsibility? Yeah, so I think that the beautiful word there is the piece around responsibility. <laughs> and most of humanity is children walking around in adult bodies, not taking full responsibility for their lives. So that becomes the first piece of the puzzle. And then also, once again, we can pull from ancient wisdom when they have talked about as above, so below, know thyself, like take the time to get intimately acquainted with yourself. Like some scientists think that we are a hologram of the entire universe, which literally means that we are the universe in our human form, which is a pretty mind blowing concept. So if we trust that scientific theory that we are a micro of the macro universe, and we know that then all we have to do is change our inner world and it changes our outer reality, then that's how we take care of saving the world. We start by literally saving ourselves. Mm. And most people aren't willing to do that, nor do they know how to do that. 
And this is where it comes back to like being the parent for yourself that you may not have had and taking full responsibility for your life. Yeah. And that's, what's been coming up for me a lot is that, uh, that self mastery piece, like really leaning into how can I do that deep in a healing work? So there's no projections or, you know, whatever healing I'm doing on myself is going to be reflecting, like you say, in the outer reality. So to me, that is the most empowering thing. So instead of trying to change someone else or change someone else's behavior, like reflecting that back on to myself and like changing my energy. And it ultimately does. It alters like that timeline. Um, it does. Yeah. The ripples is, you know, fun to play in, like to have that core responsibility. I love that. Um, so can you talk to us more about your quantum leaps? Um, so I've heard you talk about this, about, shifting reality and these quantum leaps and you have definitely helped me do this um from watching all your content so how do you if you're wanting to manifest something in your life lauren like how do you go about um switching up the timeline or jumping those timelines like quantum leaping and perhaps if you can explain what quantum leaping is as well yeah, so the, the way that I see quantum leap, it's about taking a non-linear jump and creating extraordinary results in your life that you can't really understand why you're going through it, but you'll understand once you've made the leap and you can look backwards and be like, whoa, did I actually just make that happen? And so we can we take many, many micro leaps throughout our day and our life, and once again, it comes back to being conscious. Anytime that we are unconscious, we are on autopilot playing out the same mixtape that we've been playing for the last couple of decades. And people wonder why they can't create the extraordinary if they're playing out the tape of ordinary. So we need to start by changing up the formula and it has to start by doing the things and thinking the thoughts and holding the beliefs and feeling the feels that you are not accustomed to feeling. And this is really uncomfortable for us if we've been playing out the same loops over and over again. Our brain is, has literally hardwired itself to think a particular way. And so I think it's some, I think it's Dr. Joe Dispenza says that we think like 95% of the same thoughts. Mm. So we need to start utilizing that period of consciousness that we have, that 5% of throughout the day. And we need to begin implanting new thoughts beliefs, emotions, experiences into that time to begin to, like I say, like uncrunch up the brain and the nervous system and the body so that we can begin to allow the unordinary to come through, the extraordinary to come through. And that has to come through initially deliberate effort until it becomes an innate part of who we are. And then, you know, there's multiple aspects to this. So like one of the aspects is that people want to quantum leap and they start to, they set an intention that they want to manifest something in their life. But then what happens is that as we move into a new reality, we're no longer in resonance with the old one and aspects of that reality begins to fall apart. We start to perceive chaos. We're seeing that happen on earth at the moment. Things are literally falling apart and people are having a freak out, not realizing that it's a part of the process of becoming the next version of who we're supposed to be. And so when we start to witness that chaos, we drop the manifestation thinking that we've done something wrong, 
whereas in actual fact it's a necessary part of the evolutionary process that we go through and the nervous system needs to be taken care of as part of that um, our energy has to be taken care of as part of that. our boundaries need to be taken care of so it's a whole process to quantum leap but it's something that we can start to do on a on a small daily shift by shift basis yeah, I love how you say that it's uncomfortable because oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time, you know, we're conditioned to believe if, if something's uncomfortable, then, you know, we're not on the right path or everything should yeah. just be ease and flow. And so just having that, that it is uncomfortable. And I speak a lot of uh, to this a lot of in astrology when, you know, the path that our soul wants to go to is a path that it hasn't taken before. So it is going to be uncomfortable but really just anchoring into, um, yeah, that it is going to be uncomfortable. And especially like the vision board as well, Lauren, I always used to think with um, a, like a vibration board or a vision board, that you know you just put it on the board put it on your board and it's just going to manifest into your life. But I've realized that, our up leveling or what we need to do to get there is um, sometimes going to be thrown at us so we can up level and mm-hmm. some that is uncomfortable like to be that best version of ourselves we're going to have to go through these potential difficult situations and it's only looking back that we can make sense of oh, that was really uncomfortable or challenging, but it got me to exactly where I needed to go. And I wouldn't be this person if I didn't go through that. So, yeah, Completely. I love that. Um, so then it brings me to this whole concept of you, you talk a lot about you being your own hero, like in your, yeah. in your, um, in your story. Can you speak to us about that? Yeah, so when I did plant medicine in Peru in 2019, I had this vision that I was shown that was me being both the the architect of my life. So I did I wrote the whole story, but I'm also living the story at the same time. And so I saw both of the fate and destiny piece unfolding simultaneously for me. And it just anchored something very deep in me that like we are literally all here in this playground in this amazing simulation called life living out our own hero's adventure. And that archetype of the hero's journey has been seated within the collective consciousness in our films, in our books, in the stories that we've told around the campfire, because it's there to remind us of that cycle of the hero's journey and how we all have to set out from the literal village at some point. And that village can be your family, societal expectations. It can be living, leaving behind people that you love, setting out over the ocean for new lands. And we all have to go on that journey and then go through the series of initiations, the challenges, the up levels, the wins, the losses in order to become the highest version of ourselves. And it's funny how like as a society, we can watch that on the film and yet we somehow don't think that we think that the hero is someone else or that the chosen one is someone else. And, you know, as in the matrix, there has to come a point where like all of this is seated in the, in this matrix for us to realize that you are the chosen one. That no one's ever going to come and save you in the best way possible. Like you're here to fulfill your destiny. And I've, I have found that when I've anchored that in at the highest levels and it, 
accept that this is the greatest tale that I'm ever going to tell and how do I put on the best show of my lifetime and accept all of the chapters, the chapters where I'm in the abyss, in the pits of despair, and where I'm triumphing at the top of the mountain, knowing that I'll cycle through that journey throughout my life, going through my deaths and rebirths, then it gives me perspective because I can see the full picture of why I'm having a particular experience. And I think that's so important for us as humans. Like we need the the guiding posts and the and the lighthouses along the way to remind us, like, just one more step. Just keep going that little bit further. And I can tell you now that like you're almost out of the pit. So that's why I love that powerful archetypal work as well. So I guess, Lauren, if we are going to be the main character and the director mm. of our life and our story, you were talking before about taking daily steps yes what are some of those steps that we can bring into our life to start taking on that yeah. main character role great question so i think the first step is to own and accept that you are the hero of your journey which once again comes back to total and full responsibility for your life now that is so uncomfortable for people to recognize that i have arrived here through the decisions and the choices that i made but the empowering thing about that is that i know that every day when i wake up that my reality will be determined to the best of my ability by my decisions and choices. And so I think one of the best ways to start in the morning is to set your state. Do not leave your bedroom in the morning until you feel there's so many great meditations that we can do so much inner work that we can do until we have really anchored that in until I know that I am like ready and centered for whatever life has to throw at me. And then once I have done that, I always love to ask life the question, what do you want of me today? Tell me. God, source, universe, what would you have me do? And in that moment, something always drops through. But if we are so stuck in the routine of get up, go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, have that breakfast, leave work at 7.02 a.m., listen to the same stupid radio station, do all of this, do all of that, come back, do the same thing again, and we don't allow for the space, and then we don't act on the whisper when it drops in, then we're going to keep repeating Groundhog Day. Mm. And so there has to be a conscious choice. Like there's no other way about it. And I, I always tell people, if you, and if a time in a time of great change like this, if you think that you can continue living your life and life's not going to squeeze you, you're in for a really shocking surprise. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Life will squeeze us unless we squeeze the juice out of life. Mm. and it's, it is such an adventure but most people will never accept the adventure mm. yeah Emma and I was talking about this before about um you know when we're in it just always having in the back of our minds that this is going to be like a transformation <laughs> and that just helps us get through yes. those challenging times and like you say having that wider perspective and that is really trusting and surrendering as well, which I love that you speak to surrendering that um, everything is unfolding as it should. And I think that really comes back to also what you speak to about remembering who we are and, mm. and why we're here. And I would, I would love for you to explain to us how, how you remembered, like, how did you remember, like, how did you tune into why your soul is here 
and the mission that you're wanting to do? Yeah, great question. I think we have such a tendency to want to ask questions of life and already know the answers to them. So one of the great, I think it was Tony Robbins that said, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you ask. And we're not very good at asking great questions. And so when I set out to figure out like, what is this thing that gives my life meaning? I literally just asked the same question over and over and over again. And I let it hang in the air. And for me, the question was, why am I here? What am I here to do? There has to be a pattern. It has to be seated within me because I had this innate knowing that if I started a business in alignment with that purpose, that why, that it had to be successful. I knew that this was like the missing formula of my life. And so I just started asking the question and it took a good nine months to reveal itself to me. But, you know, once again, how patient are people to sit with why and let it reveal itself to them as part of their treasure hunt for nine months. Mm. And I was patient. I was like, it's going to land. It's going to land. And when it did land, it was the most like what in the world just happened moment where it was literally handed to me in my lap and shook me to my core. And then that's how I started this business. Mm. And I knew that if it was aligned with my purpose, it would lead me to exactly where I need to be going. And it was a very deep, like instinctual gut instinct that I just followed to the next crumb, to the next crumb, to the next crumb. It didn't make any linear sense, was not rational. Mm. And yet the further that, the more that I trusted that, the more that the path began to reveal itself and the people revealed themselves to me, the next door opened and everything followed from that. But it was total faith and trust that firstly, I live in a love universe that wants to see me become the highest version of myself mm. and secondly that there was a purpose for me being here. Lauren what kind of tools do you use you were talking earlier about meditation and Tara was talking yeah. about vision boards etc what tools do you use um, I guess on a regular basis to manifest? Uh, good question. I don't really use a lot of tools anymore. I'm the kind of person that wakes up these days and I'm like, what do I feel like? And then I literally just go and do that. Mm -hmm. And so once again, it's like coming to a deep trust of knowing that like you just know and that you can't mess it up throughout the day. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing for me has been having a practice in the morning where I put on music. I think music is powerful tool to feel into the feelings of that thing that I want to manifest. So let's say for example, someone's looking to manifest partnership and what they're feeling and seeking is the feeling of love or feeling understood or safe and nurtured. Well then can you sit playing your favorite music in bed in the morning and just allow those feelings of feeling loved, understood, seen, nurtured, taken care of, wash through your body. And can you just keep repeating that until you feel it? Like you literally feel the tingles go through your body. You know, you've hit it. And that's where the, the doorway to being able to plant that manifestation in the quantum becomes open to us. Mm. And it's very much a, a process of like, how can I allow myself to feel more of it that it is that I want? Yeah. I love that talking about really becoming clear on what you want to feel. I, work with a lot of my naturopathy clients on their skin and there's a lot um, of self-esteem and self-confidence issues in those clients and 
all that they want is for their skin to be clear. And mm. one of my best friends is a dermal therapist and a yoga teacher and a Reiki um, master, I guess. And we were talking about this recently, you know, those clients that we see who come in and their skin is clear and they're still not happy and they're still mm. not feeling healthy. And it's because they're not clear on how they want to feel. Like, yes, they know that they want their skin to be clear, but how do they want to feel? What does that feeling of skin clearness and skin clarity and health actually bring them? So yeah, I really love that. Yeah. I love that piece around actually even just getting clear full stop. Yeah. What are you not clear on elsewhere yeah. in your life? Absolutely. Taking care of that. Yeah. I love that. There. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love what you're speaking to, Lauren, about those whispers and those whispers of intuition. Um, I know in my life where I have ignored those whispers, it's become louder and louder and then, you know, something major has taken place in my life. And so I feel that that is very much about listening to our intuition and, like you say, leaning into... Um, again who we are and so we can understand exactly what that voice is and with that intuition um, I I really feel it comes down to that white space as well that you've cultivated but how do how does that intuition come to you now is it still that just that nudge that whisper has it become a lot louder now yeah, it really varies. Sometimes I think the signs come through other people. Sometimes they come through a gut instinct. A lot of the times they're activated by that thing that you're curious and excited by at the moment. And when you have that feeling, you need to go act on it immediately because it'll dissipate and disappear. And a lot of people will like overanalyze that feeling that just came up with that creative idea or that, and they dismiss it. It's like, no, it turned up for a reason. It's the next crumb on your journey. Mm. And we're so good at ignoring the crumbs. We've become numb to even noticing that they're there. When I go out and about these days, like life speaks to me. Every person, every sign, everything that I see holds a, holds a code in there, a pattern, mm-hmm. a message for me that wants to be understood. And I'm constantly like listening out for those. Sometimes it comes through clients and the coaching calls that I do. And I'm like, oh, that was for me. Um, sometimes it comes through the most bizarre ways, but because I allow myself and keep myself open to the possibilities of like, what if, and what if is a very powerful question to ask and leave hanging in our field. And because I'm open to the magic and how it wants to unfold, magic unfolds. And I'll start with it in a very basic way. Like the other day I was like, what if someone gives me something free today and my neighbor bought me bananas? Mm. And I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Bring a bunch of bananas. Are you kidding me? Or I'll drive around. I'll be like, what if I get a sign today and like a, a, a truck will pass by and it'll say something like magic on it. And I'm like, whoa, that's so cool. And I'm co-creating with the universe and getting excited by life. And then life just wants to show off mm. and give me more. Yeah. But if, about that. Yeah. But it's like, are you, are you, conscious or unconscious to are you distracted or are you waiting waiting with anticipation for the magic of life to turn up Mm. you talk a lot Lauren about um the journey and yes I guess something that a lot of people want to know is is there an end goal like how do you Mm. know when you've manifested your dream life is that it is there an end to the journey or is there it never been answered the desire? Yeah. 
Mm. But the difference is that the the feeling shifts. So when we start off on our journey, we tend to want something from a place of need and grabbiness because mm. we feel like we don't have it or we want it from a place of want and be like, I must have that thing. Um, then my life will be complete. Yeah. But what happens is that as you go on that journey, you fall deeper in love with your life and deeper in love with yourself and life starts to gift you more of that all of the needs become met at some point and you can either go back and start to self-sabotage because you're bored or you move to a new place and that is the energy of desire and energy of desire is deep life force creation energy that says that I have everything I need and want now what mm. And that's when we can begin to manifest from a place of like pure creativity and the energy of desire, which is beyond the scope of just meeting our survival needs here on earth. So the feeling changes. It becomes less about having to make something happen and more about, okay, cool. Well, there's this whole canvas called the playground of life. What kind of masterpiece do I want to create? Mm -hmm. It's a very different energies. Yeah, and I feel this is where you get to that point in your life where you want to give back and you want to yes. be of service because mm -hmm. you have, um, you know, attained all those um, material possessions and you understand that that isn't innately what gives you that fulfillment or what you thought it was going to give you. Um, so, yeah, I've, that is the place where I have been lately and wanting to, to give back and to be of service because you realize that there's there's more but it's it's like you say it's that journey you have to go through mm. that process to understand it because if you told me that in my 20s I wouldn't have got it like <laughs> do you know what I mean like those yeah, totally. early years like I just it was a different yeah a different part of the journey a different chapter um yeah. which is the fun thing about about this life is that it is this unfolding journey totally and we get to honor every part of the journey and if it's in your 20s and the and the service aspect is service to self because you're the first self of all the selves mm. um then go take care of self go master that and you will naturally move out of the energy into wanting to take care of more people and then more and then more and more and more without having to force it from the beginning because it's all taken care of Mm. Lauren, what's the, the coolest or the most um, powerful thing that you have manifested and how did you manifest it? Oh, I've, I've manifested a lot of stuff, like mm. a lot in my lifetime, from things like visas to bulldogs to mm -hmm. ending up back in Australia to houses to the best freaking apartments you can think of to like so, 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 so many things. Mm. Um, and I can't even like really pinpoint the one thing, but the, the beautiful thing is that I've arrived more importantly at a place in my life where I never realized it was possible to feel this good in my own body. Mm. Like the level of peace I have acquired, even in the last couple of years mm. is worth, is like the ultimate manifestation of this journey mm. to like be in my body and to actually love myself and love my life and not be plagued by my fears and anxieties and self-doubt and shame and guilt and worry of the past is the ultimate gift that this journey gives you. But you don't, you can't understand it until you get there. Mm. And that's the paradigm shift. Like it doesn't make sense 
until you've made the shift and then you're like oh I get it now yeah I think also as well as manifesting the good things that we want to bring in Mm. and those good feelings Mm. I think I also want to kind of talk to you and ask for your opinion on manifesting bad things and how especially and I guess I'm an empath so especially if something bad happens to someone else or involving someone else yes how can I look at how I have manifested that but without feeling um like I want to blame myself that I have full responsibility for that and not then feeling really awful about it yeah like should I feel awful Um, about it (laughs) no not at all and so this is part of the challenging part of the human experience is that there's so many different perspectives we can see it from we can see it that you know life happens for us at all times I truly believe and with enough of a higher enough perspective it would all make sense but the challenge is like we're stuck in here in these human bodies without enough perspective so like if I use the example of like let's say losing my dad 10 years ago in that moment, I could have been like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me in my life. And at the time, it was like the worst thing and absolute hell. But now having had 10 years of perspective and seeing how it led me to my path and how it's allowed me to go on the most powerful transformational journey of my life and everything it has taught me, I can look back now with enough time and perspective and realize like, that was the moment that created the version of me that I am now. Mm. So I, I can't take that moment away in, it is both my greatest loss and my greatest gift. Mm. And with that, I get to hold all of it. It doesn't take away from the experience, but now I can, it becomes even richer because it has layers to it. And so I genuinely believe, I know this can be hard for us to understand that everything happens for our highest good and that with enough perspective, we can start to see that, but we don't have to give it that perspective in the moment if we're not ready for it. Yeah, I love that. We In our self-love episode, we spoke a little bit about that and how there usually is a self-aligning and a gift to everything that happens. But obviously in the moment, it can be really hard to see that and it's not until Totally. Later. It stinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank yeah. you for sharing that with us. Yeah, I love that. And that is really what called me to your work as well, Lauren, is um, that you were an expander for that, for me, um, seeing how, you know, the journey with your dad could be really alchemized into a, a gift and um, having that lens of perspective on it now to share that is really beautiful. So, yeah, thank you for sharing. Thank you. And I think as healers and the the work that we do, we are much more powerful at what we do because we've walked through the pits of hell to Mm. some extent. Yeah. And, you know, with that knowledge, you then know how to get other people out of the pit, and that is of value not just to ourselves but to humanity as a collective as well. And so... Um, we definitely don't choose our challenges, mm-hmm. but they're also the challenges that we have more than enough ability to overcome. And like for me, I wouldn't be the powerful woman that I am today without them. So I'm immensely grateful, um, but I understand that not everyone can see it from that perspective, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I guess it comes a lot down to self-awareness, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know, trusting in the beauty of life. Mm-hmm. and knowing that you know death and rebirth is part of the process we are infinite beings 
it's not our first rodeo <laughs> and that, you know, we're going to come back many, many times over. And once again, it's like, how do I tell the best story that I've been handed? And how do I weave it into the most beautiful, elaborate tale that takes your freaking breath away? Mm. We don't want to watch the movies where nothing happens. Mm. Yeah. They're boring. Yeah. Yeah. We want the excitement. <laughs> totally. Totally. I want to come to the end of it and you're like, okay, that worked out fine. There's a bit hairy there in the middle, but you know, it all worked out in the end. Um, and I think that's what makes life so like precious and beautiful all at the same time. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm such a fan of your work, Lauren. I remember when I first um, came across you and then started working with you, mm. um, I thought you were just going to give me a strategy. I was still working nah. in corporate at the time. <laughs> yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't a strategy. It was a complete like up leveling from a soul perspective. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we, could you just speak to your work um, and how yes. that has transformed um, Lauren and like how you take people through that, mm. that whole process um, and yeah. why it isn't just about a strategy? Yeah, so if we look at our body, let's, let's use the analogy of a computer. So a lot of us have acquired viruses in the system. We've got really, we haven't updated the software and God knows how freaking long we lost the floppy disk, you know. Um, <laughs> our, our nervous system is like the, the computer's stuck and it's like frozen. And most people are stuck in that state, body frozen, nervous system frozen. So it doesn't matter like what information I told you. Like let's say, let's use you, for example, Tara, but let's say I'm speaking to a client. If they're stuck in a particular state, they think they need all the tools, all the strategies. We already have those. We're listening to podcasts, books, and everything, and we're not making change. Mm. And that's because we have to unstuck what has been locked into place. So what has to happen is that for a lot of people, there's an emotional clearing and a trauma clearing aspect to this and a calming of the nervous system, which is a literal pressing reboot on the body, mm. restarting the entire system. And once we've done that, Firstly, I'm safe. Mm. Therefore, I can now hold the capacity to receive more information, to shift a few thoughts and beliefs and everything else. And then we can start to do the work of, it's kind of like where I come in. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's wipe out this old virus system. We're going to like take them out. We're going to install some new coding, check some things here, install some new hardware. And then at the end of that process, once the new installation is done, then we can finally talk about strategy. Mm-hmm. as opposed to being like you just need more things to do and to be more productive it doesn't work that way we're highly stressed creatures we need to calm the body calm the vessel calm the nervous system allow the energy to be flowing again and then we can install the new thoughts beliefs patterns software that's required and then the strategy becomes like obvious the strategy reveals itself to us and it becomes easier to act upon without procrastination and without anything else, self-sabotage getting in the way. Mm-hmm. So it's a very holistic process working with this phenomenal being that we've been given, this avatar. Mm-hmm. And it's very like not well understood. And a lot of people don't have the patience mm-hmm. to go on the journey. And they wake up 10 years later being like, well, why didn't my life change? It's like, because you didn't do the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's such a powerful message. Yeah. And very empowering as well, I think. Completely. Because Mm. instead of reaching for those, and I guess this loops back to the beginning of this episode when we were talking about looking externally. And like you said, Lauren, even reading the self-help books, listening to the podcasts, we're constantly looking for that answer. 
but in doing that and if we are highly stressed and we're in that state of fight or flight all the time and our nervous system is worn out and we're burnt out and we're exhausted we don't have that access to our intuition anymore and therefore we Completely. don't have the answers even though we've got them yeah got them. we just can't access them Totally, totally. And we're so addicted to being up here, whereas all the work is done like throughout the entire body, um, as you ladies know. Um, and then you can read all about emotional release, but I'm sorry, at some point you're going to have to go and do the tapping or work with yeah. the kinesiologist or sit in a ball in bed or cry in the bathtub. <laughs> the only way up is through and it comes through the releasing part of this first. And like at the end of the day, we have all the tools that we need. It's just not the tools that we think we yeah. need. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. How do we work with you, Lauren? In terms of, yeah, so there's so many different ways. Like I, I just create whatever life tells me to create. So I've got so many amazing programs at the moment. I'm running a five day abundance challenge. I'm running those monthly now. Amazing. And it's a great starting point for really beginning to see beyond the illusions and the distortions. So I talk a lot about what's happening in the world and how we can see through all of it. And then tuning back into that innate wisdom that is already contained within our bodies, coming back to that knowing, coming back to that true abundance, and then taking care of the hardwiring, the nervous system, and the stories and the viruses and everything else that we've got there in order to be, create the next version of us mm -hmm. that will then manifest the next version of things. So I have so many programs, certifications, accelerators, free masterclasses, all the things. So I recommend people just head to my Instagram at Lauren Trillin and just dig in there and then trust whatever you feel called to. Yeah. Awesome. Go yeah. with their intuition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I can highly recommend Lauren's work. Definitely check that out. Um, and before we end, Lauren, I just want to ask mm. you one more question. Um, what does health is the new wealth mean to you? Hmm. I think in light of everything that's been going on on the planet, we're starting to realize that this body and this avatar that we have is like the ultimate tool and vehicle. It always has been the tuning fork mm -hmm. that will allow us to navigate life, to navigate the waves of life, to navigate everything that's coming for us. And honestly, like taking care of this precious vehicle, um, I honestly think is the most important piece of this puzzle from an emotional perspective, physical perspective, spiritual perspective, all of the perspectives. And um, we take care of that. And then um, it takes care of, once again, the entire universe. Mm, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we need a healthy vehicle for that amazing journey. Exactly. Yes. The one, the one, the one we got and got gifted with and we chose it. So we may as well have yeah. fun with it. Yeah. All of her hips and curves and mm -hmm. everything. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Thank yeah. you so much, Lauren. Thank, Thank you. Lauren. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Thanks for listening, fellow witch. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and a rating. And don't forget to come and find us on socials. We are on Instagram as at witchesbeingwitches. And you will find us over on Facebook. Come and join our secret private Facebook community, the WBW Coven. We share heaps of moon wisdom and witchy wellness. Um, and we can't wait to see you in there. Bye, fellow witch. Thanks for listening to Witches Being Witches. Remember, happiness is the new rich. Inner peace is the new success. Health is the new wealth. 
and kindness is a new cool. We'll see you next episode.